Coming at you from the Steel City, you're listening to Poor Man's Podcast, Pittsburgh's premier comedy podcast. Your weekly dose of humor hosted by Chris Hopper and with a new special guest each week. And here's your host, Chris Hopper. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Poor Man's Podcast Sports Extra with Sports Guy JP. Sports Guy JP, how are you this evening? Uh, I'm pretty good. I'm. Uh, I think my uh, fingernails are about gone after watching the uh, Raiders and Charger game. But hey, the, the, they'll, they'll grow back, so we're good. That is so strange. Like I thought, go like everybody was talking about. Like, oh, what if they tie? Like, kind of sports talk just to talk about it, but knowing like it'll never actually happen. And then when it like came down to it, and then went into overtime, I was like, oh shit, this is a very real possibility. Yeah, and not only was it in overtime, it came down to a kick with no time left in <laughs> overtime. And it wasn't like a give me. Like, there were some stakes on the line. Yeah, fortunately, outside of Justin Tucker, it was probably the best kicker in the league, especially playing at home to seal the Steelers a playoff spot. I think you know, I just think it wasn't Scobie back there, or Vanderjack or something. Yeah. Did you see that? That like I, I don't think he's missed a kick within like a certain amount, maybe within forty yards, like ever. Yeah, I, I saw that. He, I think he's perfect at home this season. But... Is that what it was, or maybe it was something like that? But I saw that he hadn't missed. Yeah, yeah. Dan Carlson's had a had a great year. Um, and he just plays in a conference with Justin Tucker and Boswell. That's why he's not going to be a pro bowler. Yeah, that I feel like we've talked about that before. How it, it would suck to be like the second best fullback in the league, but you're the best fullback is like in your division. You know, like uh, if you were in the AFC when Lorenzo Neal was playing, like you probably weren't making a Pro Bowl. Yeah, but you were like a second team All Pro with three <laughs> rushing yards and one catch. Yeah, <laughs> back in the good old days with Dan Kreider and Veron Haynes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, but uh, I'm surprised if you would have told me a week or two weeks ago that uh, we'd be talking about Steelers in the playoffs. I would have said you were lying. But I feel like we did touch on that last week, JP. Didn't we say that uh, divisional games, They, you know, you can't always bet on them? They're, they're rough. I mean, the, the Jaguars and Colts, it, it always comes down to it. And I believe the Jaguars have beat up on the Colts uh, yeah, in Jacksonville. I, I... I've been saying it the past few weeks was um, I think the Steelers beat Baltimore and Cleveland. They'll get in. And, uh, Kansas City was obviously going to be a loss when they had three weeks left. But, yeah, they handled business, took care of their divisional games. And fortunately for them, you know, Trevor Lawrence finally had the best game of his career against, you know, the Colts and, you know, sent the Steelers in. I, I, I do believe in a head-to-head battle the Chargers and Colts would beat the Steelers. But oh, being yeah. what it is, the Steelers got in because of the tie. I mean, you don't have to like it, but it's, it's the reality of the game. I was listening to the radio earlier when I was picking my kids up from school, and Arthur Motes was saying something about, like, somebody was saying, if are they really a top-seven team? And he was like, their record says that they are. Everybody played the same amount of games. Like, if you were good enough to get in, you had, a, you had your shot to get in. So, I mean, based on that, they deserve to be there. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, they don't play the prettiest football. I don't, you know, I don't see them going deep, making a run by any means. But, 
hey, everyone played the same amount of games and they came out with the best win percentage or top seven win percentage in their conference. So they're there. What did you like in the Baltimore game other than obviously the win? Um, um, you know, I, I was happy to see um, the defense continued to play um, top notch. Um, I know that Lamar Jackson didn't play. Um, haven't said it. I was happy to see them limit um, Baltimore to under 20 points um, and out of the end zone. I actually, I, I swear to God, I'm not making this up. Um, two witnesses, I said 16 to 13 would be the final. I said it like jokingly. I said, look, both teams will score a touchdown, then just kick field goals. I said, like, you know, uh, watch this happen. And ironically, yeah. it did. Yeah. That's one of those. <laughs> that's one of those. I've seen that. If you, if you guess the right score, it, the, 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 whatever the payout is, is just exponential. It's huge if you guess the right score. Uh, mm-hmm. Mike Zidell, yeah. who was on the regular Poor Man's podcast, comedian, I saw that he hit on one of those, like the the exact score, and it, I mean, it turns in you know a ten dollar bet into a thousand. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you if you just guess the correct, or even if you guess whatever numbers have, you know, the most likely outcome, whatever it is, like I don't know, twenty four to twenty one or whatever it is. You're, it's just the odds of hitting that's impressive. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> Well, speaking of uh, long shots, I guess, uh, getting into this game coming up, what, I mean, do you see the Steelers winning? I would assume you're not going to pick the Steelers. Um, but what would what would need to happen for the Steelers to pick, to get a win in Kansas City? Well, um, based off of last week, uh, Tyreek Hill did have a heel issue, and Travis Kelsey limped off the field late at the game. Um I mean, maybe if they're um, limited or unable to go would be your best bet. But, I mean, having said it, Kansas City whooped them earlier this season, 36-10. to 10. They actually led 30 to nothing at one point, and that was without Kelsey. And they limited Hill in the game, who they held to one catch. Right. So, you know, I, I don't really see much of anything for the Steelers this week. I think if they want to paint, you know, get the W, it's going to have to come down to long drives where you score touchdowns, not kick field goals control the clock, and um, play defense. Steelers do lead the league in sacks, and if they're able to put pressure on Mahomes, he has, you know, turned the ball over this year, and the Steelers are going to have to capitalize on that. I agree with that. I think if, like, if I could pick one thing that they would need to do to beat them, it would be turnovers, win the turnover battle. Uh, TJ Watt needs to keep playing like that and needs to keep being in the game and not, you know, I know it's not his fault that he gets hurt or whatever, but, like, we need him to play the full game and be full T.J. Watt. And then with those, you know, if we could get a, you know, big play. Witherspoon's been playing pretty well. If Minka Fitzpatrick could come up with a pick or something, you know, if they turn the ball over, like you said, get touchdowns instead of field goals and have some time of possession, um, that's the way I would see them. Are they going to? Uh, Probably not. No, and it's one thing. Like, teams can't rush Mahomes anyway. The teams that beat them are the ones who rush four and drop uh, seven. Yeah. As Steelers lead the league in sacks, they're going to rush them, and that's where Mahomes tears you apart. And I also don't see the Steelers, you know, having time of possession. I see them throwing three-yard slants that, uh, you know, are behind Deontay Johnson. Uh-huh, screen game, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And plus, Najee Harris is coming off that arm injury. I know he returned uh, in Baltimore, but, I mean, he's your best player on offense. And their second best player on offense, Deontay Johnson, took a couple shots, too. So, 
they're not going in at a hundred percent if they're gonna I mean I expect them both to suit up but you know I'm not expecting them to be you know fully healthy yeah I, I don't see what's what's the spread for that game JP at the moment we have a uh, 12 and a half oh wow yeah <laughs> and I'm gonna assume it's not for Pittsburgh no <laughs> Steelers do play a uh, favorite underdog a lot. Tomlin's been a great underdog coach in terms of um, taking them with the points and then taking them against the spreads, usually, you know, a disaster. Have the Steelers played the Chiefs in the playoffs before? Uh, The Steelers last Wait, with Patrick Mahomes? Not with Mahomes, but the Steelers have not won a playoff game since the 2016 playoffs against the Chiefs. But that was with Alex Smith, where the Steelers kicked five field goals in the touchdown. Uh, I I like the Chiefs. They're a way better team, but I'm interested to see what Roethlisberger does. And, you know, I'm I'm interested to see how the Chiefs play in the playoffs. I mean, obviously, they've made the Super Bowl the last few years. But, you know, all all that needs to happen is if one or two things go wrong. And, you know, let's see what Ben Roethlisberger does. I don't think he expected to be playing right now. No, no, not by any means. And, you know, it seemed like the perfect fit. Uh, you know, uh, farewell to him for retirement would have been a victory over Cleveland and Baltimore, which, you know, great that he got. But, yeah, he's playing Sunday. And I mean, we'll see what he can do. I, I'm not really sensing a third title for him. I'm <laughs> yeah. more leaning towards one and done again. But, you know, ho- hopefully uh, no balls are going over his head three seconds into the game. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's hard to dig yourself out of that ditch. And with COVID going around, who knows? That could be a wild card in everything. Yeah, yeah, that's um, an issue I think just league-wide will be the teams, you know, if your players are vaccinated, they can come back quicker. Um, and if your guy, if someone's catching COVID, that's going to be a, you know, death blow to these playoff teams. Yeah. I, I, I really think the, the, the only way the Steelers capture a victory is if, uh, you know, Mahomes and Rodgers are shooting a uh, State Farm commercial and, you know, the, the guys like, uh, Kidnap Mahomes like a Dan Marino, Ace Ventura. <laughs> yeah. That's that's the only way. <laughs> that's the only way the Steelers win in the era. Hadley. That's the only way the Steelers win is if Patrick Mahomes is kidnapped. What do you think the score is going to be? Um, I'm expecting a lot to a little. I hate to say it. Um, because Mahomes has played. Um. Steelers twice in his career. Do they have that that bet on FanDuel a lot to a little? Can I, <laughs> can, can I hammer I, that now? I mean, the spread's 12 and a half, so they're already sensing <laughs> a lot to a little. Do you know what the over-under is? Um, I haven't looked. Generally speaking, they're high 40s, but, you know, if a low-scoring team like the Steelers, you, you, uh, I don't know. So say it's like 40 or whatever. Does that sound right? Or do you think it would be higher? It'd be higher than that. Generally speaking, games will go anywhere from like forty-four to like forty-eight. Okay. Unless you get like two high powerful teams. Um, I could actually tell you. No, uh, they set it at forty-six. Okay, forty-six. So that's like I'm trying to figure thirty-six out. to ten. That was exactly the final to the last game. Uh, it was okay. Thirty-six to ten. So. Yeah. Well, that's probably pretty close. I was trying to figure out what they think the score would be based on that. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm sensing Kansas City to score somewhere in the mid 30s and Pittsburgh to get about 10, maybe 13. I could see this being a very long day, or I could really see like if there's an early turnover, like they they Kansas City gets a couple first downs and then Minka Fitzpatrick or somebody who I keep coming back to 
where Joe Hayden comes out with a big interception and takes it, you know, pretty far in and they can get an early touchdown. But he says one thing, like CBS loves to say and everybody on TV, like the Steelers don't score in the first quarter. Yeah, they don't. They're a second half team. And also another thing is, um, you know, Steelers struggle against the run and Kansas City just does not run the ball, even if they can. They, you know, they shy away from it and only use, you know, Mahomes and, you know, teams are playing deep safeties. And even when they put long drives together, it's still, you know, Mahomes airing it out to, you know, the receivers and Kelsey. It's not them chewing up clock, running the football. So we're, we're pretty much in agreement where we this is probably going to be Roethlisberger's last game. Um, what other matchups are in the AFC? See, we also get Vegas against Cincinnati and New England against Buffalo. JP, can you then say that Tennessee one more? JP, can you say that one more time? You cut out a little bit. Sure. So we have Tennessee on by, and then after that we have Vegas against Cincy uh, and New England against Buffalo. Okay. So do you want to talk about which one of those games first? Uh, yeah, so um, just to say. Um, Vegas I, I, is getting I, in. They're they're playing Cincinnati now. Now, if they would have tied that game, they would have been playing Kansas City, I believe. Yeah, so that's another reason why I don't think they want to take the tie. I know that when L.A. took the timeout, people are saying that's what motivated Vegas to move the ball. I, I, I feel like they didn't want to play Kansas City, though regardless so I, I think it was smart for them did you watch the, the game live yeah i did okay did you feel like it was weird the timeout call by brandon staley yeah i did i, I would have expected it you know to come from vegas it was going to come from any team and it looked like they were around midfield and honestly it looked like they were going to just run out the clock but josh jacobs got about 10 to 12 yards on his carry and all of a sudden you know vegas has a shot and car threw one of the best balls on the sidelines is Zay Jones I've seen all season. And then, I mean, yeah, they kicked it. Yeah, that's crazy. Because it, it was just the fact that we were saying, everybody was saying going into it, like, if they tie, this happens. Like, it's so unlikely to have a tie. And the fact that it came down that close to being a tie blows my mind. Yeah, it's, it's almost like... You know, I don't want to say it's rigged, but, like, maybe for entertainment purposes, like, because what are the odds of that happening, of someone kicking a game-winning field goal with no time left in overtime? Yeah, in Vegas. Yeah, you know, with <laughs> yeah. um, both teams possessing the football and both kicking a field goal, it's crazy. Yeah, that is. And cool. honestly, the, that, the whole AFC should thank Vegas because, I mean, Chargers getting in the playoffs would have been, you know, I think, Probably a tougher match. I'm I'm disappointed. Raiders. I mean, I'm not disappointed because the Steelers won, but if it was any other team and the Chargers didn't make it, I'm really interested to see what Justin Herbert can do because I think he's one of the best of you know, probably within the next couple of years he might be one or two. Yeah, he threw for over five thousand yards. And Him and Joe Burrow are going to be the two best quarterbacks for the next decade. And, uh, yeah, he, he just tied uh, Dan Marino's record for most touchdown passes through your first two seasons. That's impressive. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, let's get back to uh, the Raiders, though. What do you like in the Raiders game with uh, Cincinnati? Cincinnati has been beaten up on some people. I'm interested to see what Cincinnati does. I really like Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. I am too, but uh, the, the thing with that matchup that I find most intriguing is that these are two of the teams with uh, the longest droughts 
of a playoff victory. Um, Raiders are actually fourth, and Bengals have the longest streak going. Uh, um, Bengals haven't won a playoff game since 2000. Or, well, the Raiders haven't won since 2003, and Bengals haven't won since 1990. I read, or I somebody posted something. I think it was friend of the show, Joey Purse, a comedian. Uh, he posted something about how no one has ever texted uh, about a Cincinnati win in the playoffs. Like, texting came out after the last Cincinnati win in the I playoffs. I feel like cell phones pretty much came out after. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's insane, though. As we'll say, yeah, no one's ever, you know, flipped their phone open either during a playoff. <laughs> yeah. Playoff no. But, yeah, uh, yeah. So nineteen ninety. Yeah, we. This is like before grunge, you know, when they were winning playoff games. Yeah. <laughs> right at the beginning. Yeah, it's just crazy to think that the Raiders or Bengals will be in the second round of the postseason. <laughs> yeah. Normally they're battling for a second pick in the draft. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do, what do you like this Raiders team? I'm I'm surprised to see them here after the Henry Ruggs stuff, the John Gruden stuff. You know, I, I like they've overcame adversity, and I love to see them here. I'm actually happy they got in other than the Chargers. Like, I'd rather root for the Raiders. But um, I, I don't really see a run going. I actually have Cincinnati winning. Um, but uh, honestly, I wouldn't be entirely surprised because since he's that team, like, you know, you have to prove it before I, I you know, trust you. Yeah, they kind of remind me, not of the Browns, but, like, a lot of people were big on them a year or two ago, and then they never beat anybody. And it's funny because like, I feel like Derek. Except Carr's the Steelers, numbers, I guess. To me, Derek Carr's numbers are like better than his actual performance on the field, too. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like I, I just see some inconsistencies with their team, and um, you know, I I don't really see them getting to a shootout and winning. Is this has ever. Derek Carr played? This is his first playoff game, correct? Yes, yes, he took them to the playoffs but got hurt one year, so this is the first time he will be lacing it up. I'm interested to see him in there and Joe Burrow just to see how that works out. Yeah, yeah, you get two two guys that are hungry for their first game, um, you know, playoff game. Burrow's um, young, so we'll see what he can do. And uh, even though Carr's been around the league for a long time, you know, still being your first playoff game, you just never know how that will go. It's the same instance we have in, uh, you know, with the Rams in Arizona this week, too. Yeah, I kind of like as a Steeler fan seeing since not Cincinnati good, but like they have some people on their team. Like it's not like a, that just a board like Andy Dalton. Like no, who cares? Right, right. Like a- AJ Green. Like was it was almost good as a Steeler fan going into Baltimore when they were going against those really good teams. You know, when the Steelers mm-hmm. and Ravens were both good. Yeah, those were like physical. Those were almost like you know fist fights. Um, watching those games. Um, Bengals though they're more of a uh, flashy team than physical team. And uh, quite frankly, I think you need to be a little bit physical to win in January. So I'm interested to see how well they get do. What's the spread on that? Uh, five and a half. Five and a half for Cincinnati. Uh, Cincy is minus five and a half. And what do you like with the spread? Um, I, I like Cincy. Um, you know, I actually made a pick for every playoff game this week since there's only six games. And I'll just tell you right now, um, I, I like Cincy minus five and a half. Well, I thought we'll just go through each game and then you can tell the pick at the end of, okay. of each round. So, okay. Yeah. So, so just do it now. A uh, funny fact though, since about 20, 2018, um, when you look at the wild card in the playoffs, 
every game since then has been relatively close. All of them have come within like four, 14 points. Um, majority of them coming in, you know, one possession games as well. So like we have a very even playing field across the board in the NFL. Mm -hmm. So a five and a half point spread for a wild card matchup is a lot of points. It's just, I I, I like the way Cincinnati's played ball the past month. Um, Burrow didn't play this past week for rest, but he'll be fresh this week. He's the hottest quarterback in the league right now in the past two games he played. He threw for 971 um, yards, eight touchdowns, zero interceptions. He's just been on a tear since getting snubbed from the Pro Bowl. And, you know, I think he's really taking that to heart. He's really, you know, he's been the best quarterback in the league since missing out on it. Um, And that they met earlier this season and Bengals blew him out 32 to 13. And um, the, the Raiders allow the most touchdowns in the league among the playoff teams. So I'm thinking since he has the ability to put up points, I'm not sure Vegas will be able to match it. So you're taking Cincinnati? I'm going to take Cincy minus five and a half. Uh, and what what number matchup is that? Is that the the three six or is that the four five? Um, three six. Okay. Mafia. <laughs> All right, that's <laughs> stupid. Let's get into the Sing it, JP. <laughs> uh, that's all I know. All right. <laughs> all right. Well, we're, we'll work on that. We'll have you back in the off season to sing it. Um, let's get into the the last AFC game then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we get New England and Buffalo. Um, I'm gonna call an upset here. I like New England plus four. Okay. I think uh, Josh Allen is um, he, he he he's a big arm uh, talent, you know, like Brett Favre and um, you know Mahomes. But a lot of these guys are turnover prone, and yeah. Belichick's going to feast off that. Um, despite having the cannon arm, it leads to interceptions. I think that um, the cold weather could benefit New England again. It generally benefits the teams that can run the football better. New England um, has been doing it by committee all year, whereas Josh Allen is Buffalo's run game too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, if throwing the ball in those conditions could be tough. New England's got a great secondary. Their um, second um, lowest com- – uh, I'm sorry. Buffalo has the second lowest completion percentage among all the teams in the playoffs, and uh, Josh Allen's 3-4 and four in his career against Belichick, so – you give me a field goal benefit. I know Mac Jones is a rookie quarterback going against one of the best quarterbacks in the game today. But, you know, I'm interested to see how, how they hold up. I think uh, I, I like New England this week, believe it or not. When has when was the last AFC East playoff matchup? Like, uh, do, do you know when that's ha- – like, has no. that happened since you've been watching football? Like, that you can remember – Maybe the Dolphins played the no, Patriots. No, the, the, the Jets and Rex Ryan beat. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, but still, that's probably 10 years ago. Probably not since Sanchez was a rookie or near two. Yeah. Before he was running into his teammates' anus. So, so two, uh, so like probably two times in the last 25 years. It's, yeah, yeah, I'd say that's about right. Yeah. Probably not since, since he won their playoff game. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, just about. So you're taking New England um, plus four. 
plus four. Do you like them just money line? Yeah, I do. I think New England's going to win. Yeah. Is mm-hmm. that the same case for all your picks so far? You think Cincinnati's going to win the game? Well, obviously. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, all, every team I'm picking, I think, is actually going to win outright. Okay. All right, let's get into the NFC, then. All right, so first NFC game, we'll go. So this this is the one I, I, I didn't like, is Arizona and L.A. It's um, We have six playoff games. If I was only making five picks, this is the one I would pass on. Um, the Rams are minus four, and I'm going to take them. I think that they're a slightly better all-around team. Arizona's five and five since their seven and a start. And Matt Stafford leads the NFL in a passer rating in the fourth quarter. And, um, you know, second half is what's going to win you the football games in the playoffs. Because um, every team at this point is good and competitive. Arizona is getting J.J. Watt and DeAndre Hopkins back, um, most likely for their playoff game. But I think that these guys are rusty more so than rested. Um, look for the Rams, you know, in, in a shootout to take this. Um Matt Stafford does not have a playoff victory. I know he's on a different team, but I mean, if they lose this game, it's going to become a Matt Stafford can't win in the playoffs this year. Yeah. And I, I want to see how he fares against the Cardinals. Um, they split their series at one, one apart this year. I, I'm interested to see Kyler Murray in the postseason. Um, but I think the Rams just have a little bit more superstar power than the Cardinals at the moment. Four is a big spread for these, these teams. Um, I don't love the pick, but I'm I'm going to take the Rams at this point. Yeah, that's that's going to be a tough one. It is. I'm interested to see. I think it'll come down to quarterback playing, which quarterback outdoes the other one. Yes, yeah, I, I do too. I think even even like um, OBJ's played well since joining the Rams. Cooper Cup. Um, you know, b- both teams have weapons. Cam Akers is back. If they um, turn it over, though, they're like that's the name of the game every time. That's the thing. I, Stafford does have the most interceptions thrown among playoff quarterbacks. Yeah. So, you know, if Arizona can get the ball and, you know, just they run the ball effectively with both their backs and Edmonds and Connor and Kyler Murray, too. Ky- Kyler Murray has not ran the ball a lot this year, so he's fresh to, you know, take off and run. Yeah. Well, I'm interested to see how Arizona's going to do. Cliff Kingsbury and Sean McVay, two younger coaches again. Yeah, and, and that's one thing, too. McVay's been to a Super Bowl and has had a playoff success, so I'm going to go with the man I trust. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. What what are the seating in that? That one's um, four and five. Okay. All right, let's get to the next one, then. All right, this is a tough one with a big spread, but Tampa Bay's minus eight and a half against Philly. I'm going to take it. Um Eagles are 0-6 this year against playoff teams. Um, oh, wow. they, yeah, yeah, they have, a, they have a rookie coach this year. So, you know, they, they beat the bad teams and struggle against the competitive teams. A rookie coach against the Super Bowl champs with uh, Bruce Arians and Tom Brady. I, I just I don't think it's going to play too well for them. Um, pl- playoff Lenny, Leonard Fournette should be back. Um, Vita Vea has got a new contract. Look for him to make plays clog up the interior. Um, Tampa Bay's allowed the third fewest rush yards against opponents in the entire NFL. And Philly runs the ball well. So I think that if they're able to limit what they do on the ground and force Jalen Hurts into situations where he has to throw the ball to, you know, one of the bottom tier receiving corps in the NFL, 
I think that Tampa Bay can cover, even though it's not it's not going to be easy. But right. I could see, you know, with Brady at quarterback, I, I think that they could, you know, take this game by 10 points if they have to. I don't think there's any scenario where Philadelphia beats Tom Brady. I, I'm bigger on Philly than a lot of people are, but I, I don't see them winning this game. Tampa Bay does have injuries again. You know, Antonio Brown's gone. Chris Godwin's hurt. Um, Leonard Fournette's not 100%. Uh, Shaq Barrett's coming back off injury, but despite all that, I, I just I just think Tampa Bay is a better team, and Brady's going to manage the game better than anybody. I just think if for Brady to go down, it's going to have he's going to have to get beaten by like Rogers or somebody. I just mm-hmm. I don't see Jalen Hurts doing it. Yeah, especially coming from a rookie head coach as well. I don't see them, you know, developing a game plan and executing to beat the reigning champions. Um, like I said, I, I am a little bit bigger on Philly throughout the course of the year than a lot were. But, you know, I don't see them going into Tampa Bay and leaving for win. What's your overall take on Jalen Hurts? Um, I initially was a little iffy, but he, he's grown on me. I think in today's NFL, he he brings a uh, mobile element. And he, um, you know, Philly as a team has scored, um, like they've broken the 30-point barrier, you know, um, throughout the season pretty consistently. I think that... um. If, if you can give him a better supporting cast at the wide receiver position, he could, um, you know, I, I expect better things out of him. I don't necessarily see him as a Pro Bowl-level quarterback, definitely not a Super Bowl one by any means at this point. But uh, I think Philly has something with Hurts. And, you know, being what it is in the division that he's in, I think that, um, you know, we'll see some, uh, you know, better play than what I expected. I think he's a, he, he's a pr- proven leader, as I saw his time at Alabama and Oklahoma. Um, when he was benched in the title game and Tua threw the touchdown, he was the first one to congratulate him. And, um, you know, he was disappointed when uh, he transferred to Oklahoma and he couldn't, you know, deliver a national championship to the team. You know, I, I think he has all the intangibles, uh, you know, off the field as a leader that translates to, um, you know, his teammates. But I think that he needs to work on being more consistent with his decision-making and, you know, um, moving the ball better in the pass game rather than having to rely on the run game. All right, so you're taking Tampa Bay minus eight and a half. Yes. That's such a big spread. Although, after hearing Pittsburgh spread, they all seem small. Yeah, and needless to say, I'm going to take Kansas City minus the 12 and a half. I, I know that the Steelers are a great underdog, but... Mahomes is 2-0 against the Steelers. And listen to his numbers. In two games against Pittsburgh, he's completed 46 of 58 passes, 584 yards, nine touchdowns, zero interceptions, and he's only been sacked three times. That's crazy that the Steelers can't get to him. That'll, that really could change the game. If they can get some pressure, consistent pressure on him. I mean, they get a strip sack or something. I mean, that, those are the kind of things they need to do. When they're against a, uh, you know, when they're their inferior team, you have to make those splash plays, and special teams, defense, you know, good points other ways, and the offense yeah. has to maintain possession and not turn the ball over. Yeah, it doesn't help. They're going into Arrowhead. T.J. Watt has one of the toughest to... places there is to play. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Steel or T.J. Watt has zero career sacks in the playoffs. 
And, uh, I mean, it's like we said, he comes out in situations, you know, pretty frequently, even when it's not injury related. I mean, um, I, I would like to see him on the field more often. I mean, you don't see Cam Hayward coming out or, you know, even the other elite pass rushers in this league doing it. It just seems like he he's out of the game in some key situations. What do you think is more likely to happen again? Uh, Kansas City losing to Pittsburgh or Indianapolis losing to Jacksonville? Because that seems to be about as likely. But we saw that that just happened a week ago. Yeah, yeah, the spread to the Jacksonville game was actually bigger, but um, Jacksonville did. Jacksonville, this is the seventh time they've beaten them in Jacksonville in a row. So, I mean, I guess there was something to go off of for them. And there, there's something about, you know, playing for nothing against someone who used to play for everything where mentally you can kind of go out and just play ball and win. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I just don't see that in a playoff. I mean, I think all the pressure in this game is on the Chiefs, though. Yeah, yeah, that's true. People are writing off Pittsburgh, and like I said, they play tough. I could see them maybe hanging on for a little bit and making it competitive and exciting, but I, I, I just don't see a way where Pittsburgh outscores Kansas City. Yeah, I, I... Steelers actually have scored the fewest points. They've scored the fewest points per game among playoff teams. Yeah. Do you think the Steelers are the worst playoff team? Yes, and I'm not the only one that feels that way. If you if you if you're looking up the playoff rankings, everyone has them at 14 to 14. Are they? Do they have the worst record? Do you know that? Nine. Do you know what the Eagles yeah are yeah I, I believe they do. Unless Philly, Philly could be nine and eight. Okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I I I think they are the worst team too. Mm-hmm. So I was just and curious with, what what everybody else and with thought. Ben uh, retiring, it's only fitting. Um. Kevin Colbert said he was going to retire most likely after the season too. So, and his his contract goes up through the draft. That seems strange to me. Yeah, I guess that maybe the department everyone's already been scouting for this draft. So, I guess having them make the pick would be the right call. Oh, uh, when you put it that way, that does kind of make sense. I mean, I would I would assume whoever the next guy is is going to be in the room. You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he'll have some say in it, but um. What was his Aussie uh, Newsome? Yeah, he uh, took Lamar Jackson of his last pick as a GM. Like he already retired, but made the pick, and he stayed close to the organization since. I I don't know if we'll see the same out of um uh uh Colbert or yeah Colbert I Colbert I just don't I I don't know if he'll be hands on, but um yeah, generally speaking, the GMs will like scout, make their pick, and then retire. Ozzie Newsom is one of those guys who's done a ton for the game too. He's he's made some big picks for Baltimore. Yeah, you know, as a player, GM, he's he's been around the league a long time, and I mean, he's he's someone I'd have run my organization easily. Yeah, he he. I mean, he had them when this when the Ravens were winning a Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, and I think that you know, just for his contributions to the game, I mean, he deserves to be you know. In is the he already a Hall of Famer? Capacity, you know. Um, did he get in as a player? I thought he did, but maybe he didn't. Maybe he was just in discussion. But uh, that's something I'm we can double check. check. Yeah. Yes, check he is in the Hall of Fame already. Yeah. Well, that's mm-hmm. cool. Um, but let's get into uh, the the final game in the NFC this this weekend. Dallas 
Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, I did make that pick. So, San Fran plus three against Dallas. Is that who they're um, playing San Francisco? I, <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo ended up playing a little bit better last week than I expected. Yeah, he's actually 7-0 and when he doesn't throw an interception. Um, the 49ers lead the NFL in yards per play, 6.1, you know, per play. That's and one of those um, stats, though, JP. Like, uh, he's seven and zero when he doesn't throw an interception. I don't, I bet you most quarterbacks have a winning record when they don't throw an interception, or yeah, yeah, or it's significantly better, higher than the other one. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, yeah. Obviously, if you're not turning the ball over, it'll translate to victories. But I, I think it just shows the formula that Kyle Shanahan needs to implement, which is we're gonna run the football and not turn the ball over. Yeah. Um. Did, and it's just a trust thing. I, I I like Shanahan. I don't know if I like uh, McCarthy and Dak in the playoffs. Um, 49ers have been to the Super Bowl just a couple seasons ago, so like they're a team that's been here. Dallas just they uh they're a different team when it comes to playoff time. Um, Dak is actually dominates the division, but he's six and five outside of the division this season. No okay. mm-hmm. well, I I think San Fran's going to be better coached. And I don't know. I I think that they match up well with Dallas. Yeah, that's that's interesting to see. I I'm interested to see Dallas if they can make a run. Is this uh this is one of McCarthy's first years, right? Mm, yeah, I think it's a uh, year two. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and uh, they, I think Dallas might. You could argue that's the best roster in football. It's just there's a difference between being a talented roster and a good team. Right. And I think that they, you know. If you list the superstars on everyone's team, they may have the longest list. It's just that doesn't always translate to victories, especially around playoff time. That seems to be Dallas's story for a while now, is that they have kind of some of the bigger name people, but they don't translate to victories. Especially mm-hmm. in the playoffs. Yeah, I, I, I like Dak, but I don't I, I don't love him. You know, I, I would like to see I, I need to see them win more high quality games before I consider them a Super Bowl contender. Now did you Tell us the spread for this one yet. Uh, three points. Uh, San Fran's plus three. I like them outright, but get them plus three. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. You got San Francisco. I kind of like Dallas in that one. But but we'll see. I don't know. I, I, I think, I mean, this is the most talented Dallas team there's been in years. But yeah. I don't know. I, I just I just kind of liked at the coaching here. Uh, I, I like San Fran. And I'm hoping to see a San Fran, uh, you know. I, I want to see a San Fran... Rams matchup eventually. I like to see McVay and Shanahan in the playoffs. Well, that whole division, other than the Seahawks, made it. So NFC West is going to be uh, half yeah, the and teams. It, it's crazy to think that you know you can have a team with Russell Wilson and finish last in today's NFL. Yeah, you know so. it's, it seems like it's been the most competitive year in the history of the game. I mean, Baltimore came in last in their division at eight and nine. And Egghead called that going into the season. Called it. Egghead, yeah, crazy. He said <laughs> he said Cincinnati was going to be up there, and he said Baltimore was going to come in last. Mm-hmm. D- Denver and Seattle too both finished seven and ten. Like, when's the last time you saw teams in last place in their division with seven or eight wins? Yeah, it seems to be. I mean, I guess that's what they want. They always say they want like parity in the NFL, and they want multiple teams, but. There, there are kind of just a bunch of mediocre teams. Yeah, it seems like not many dominant. You get a few really bad ones, but everyone else seems to be, you know, a seven, eight, nine win team. 
So we're, you're thinking if all the people, if all the teams win that you think, it'll be Kansas City against Cincinnati and New England against Tennessee the mm-hmm. following week. I, I've, I've already uh, filled out the bracket. I can get into details uh, this week <laughs> or next week if you'd like. Well, tell us your NFC matchups for next week, but then we'll, we'll save it for, uh, for next week. Actually, maybe I should go through. I'm, I'm going to make my prediction now because in a okay. week from now, it's going to be different because everyone's going to win and lose. Yeah, okay. I didn't even think of that. So uh, as of today, um, after I made all my picks, we do get Tennessee and New England, Chiefs, Bengals. Um, as of today, um, I, I think Chiefs beat the Bengals, and I think the Patriots upset the Titans. Oh. We get a Chiefs-Patriots AFC title game, and, and I, I like the Chiefs in that one. Yeah. Out of the NFC, after the Niners upset Dallas, they're going to head to Green Bay. And then we get the Rams and Bucks. Um, I, I, I like Green Bay and Tampa to win, actually. I, I think they're the two best teams. And then we get a Packers. The matchups Bucks. of the Bays. Yeah. Just like last year, we get a rematch. But <laughs> as of today, Green Bay is way healthier. I'm going to take Green Bay. And today. We get Green Bay and Kansas City. I would take Green Bay. Yeah, I definitely like Green Bay right now. They seem to have, you know, sometimes with the teams, you can just kind of have a feeling they seem like they're going to make a run, and Green Bay kind of feels like they have it right now. Yeah, and they've had success in the regular season and in the playoffs during uh, the LaFleur era, even though they haven't won the Super Bowl yet um, with him. Uh, I think that they're they're just a healthy team now with uh, Jar Alexander and David Bakhtiari coming back. Uh, I like what they have in both running backs in uh, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. And um, Devontae Adams is just, he's the best wide receiver in the NFL. Um, I, agree. I think, including Cooper Cup, you know, like his numbers weren't as good, but Devontae Adams just has a way of, you know, running full speed and not turning the head back until the ball's there. And, you know, it's impossible to cover and defend. Cooper I, I Cup think... has better numbers, but I think if you ask the average quarter cornerback who they'd rather cover, I think they'd rather cover Cup too. Yeah, yeah. I, I, Devontae is just playing on another level. Uh, PFF graded him or ranked, put him on their all team um, for this season. And, you know, I, I think that, you know, they're due to make a run. They made a couple mistakes last year in the title game. But, I mean, that seems to how it always is. You know, there's a onside kick collapse against Seattle. And then last year, Scotty Miller catches a touchdown before halftime. And, um, you know, Devontae Adams drops the ball in the end zone. You know, that's, yeah. that's what happens, I think, that they'll execute and win this year. I mean, that's what happens every year. You can say that to every Super Bowl winning team. And the, I mean, that's what separates the people that win and lose is those small things here and there. And just how every play is kind of like exponentially more important, like just that drop or whatever that you were saying with Adams, but that comes back. And then at the end of the game, you see a field goal and you're like, oh, blame it on the field goal kicker. But every single play matters. Yeah, yeah. And you can see that even in Kelsey in the Super Bowl last year, he dropped a ball that would have been a first down or third down conversion early in the game. And it put a stop to the drive. And a lot of people who don't really like study the game will you know, tend to forget about that. But it's, you know, every play, because you could build up these little plays for a drive, and it's points on the board. It really is. Just just keeping a drive alive sometimes. And maybe you don't score, but say, you you know, you drive downfield, get two extra first downs or something, give your defense some time to rest. 
that could be the, the the difference in a game. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I think Green Bay's played more consistent football than anybody this year. So you know, I think that they'll be ready to um, you know, execute when the games matter the most and make the right calls. Well, you know, whatever they need to do to win football games, like they've been doing all year. Um, two of their losses, you know, it was last week in the game where they've already clinched, and another one where Jordan Love had to play if Rogers out. So, I mean, I think they're playing fo- better football than everybody. I don't know why, but I just got the feeling that in one of these games, one of them is going to be decided by a special teams play where, like, a, a punt returner muffs a punt. I mean, like, every play is, is exponentially more important, and I could see that happening, you know. Some of those mm-hmm. guys who aren't in all their all the time. Right, and right, let's get to them. Teams. Yeah. 14 teams left are in the NFL. These are the teams that capitalize on those, you know, issues. They're the ones who should avoid them. But, however, it's part of the game. It's going to happen. And these are the teams that will execute a muff pump, muffed punt into seven points. And I was just thinking, with, with how we're talking about some more mediocre teams making the playoffs, you also have to remember we have seven teams in it. And there's, there's you know, 16 teams in each conference. We have almost half the teams in each conference. So the last teams that make it in each one – would be about 500 so that would make sense for that so if we're going to keep adding teams you're going to have more mediocre records in the playoffs yeah um i was a little hesitant about adding a team in this year but i i don't mind it anymore not because it adds more teams but because it makes the one seed so much more valuable as it should be yeah yeah it, it does it i mean how often would you see like uh, the, the, the two seed rest their people or whatever. It makes every game matter so that even, you know, it makes, mm-hmm. like you said, it makes one way more important than two. So then you see people playing their starters in the last week to get that extra position, the extra home field game. Yeah, I, I love it. It makes every week competitive, and they make every week um or last week a uh, division game. So, I mean, based NFL, on knows what they're doing for ratings, they know what they're doing. I mean, they had the last game of the season come down to literally the last second and a game winning kick that factored in with multiple yeah. teams, like teams that weren't even involved. The game mattered for. Right. And like I was on the edge of my seat the whole time and it came down to a kick. With no time left. You know, no better way to end the season that way. You know, even if it wasn't the Steelers, I was entertained. Right. All right, let's get into you want to talk about some of the individual awards under the season ones. Yeah, yeah. So um, I would say among the uh, main awards, um, it looks like the only one FanDuel is available to gamble on now is uh, the MVP award. Um, But I guess having said that, all the other ones are basically locked in at this point. Um, My pick for MVP at this moment it's tough. It's between Rodgers or Brady, but I'm going to give it to Aaron Rodgers at this point. I think he has played the most consistent and better football than anybody. Um, he's missed the game, so his numbers weren't quite as good as Brady's um, in terms of um, passing yards. Brady did throw for about a 1,000 more yards, but Rodgers only threw four interceptions. I think he's played better than anybody this year. I really do. He's that is one of the things with Rodgers. He yeah. does not throw interceptions. Yeah, I think, like, if, if you just watch the performances on the field, like, Brady's had great games, but then he's fallen off in a couple. I don't see that in Rodgers. I see a great performance week in and week out, and he did it last year and this year. You know, I I, I, I want to see him stay in Green Bay. I think him, Devontae, and LaFleur is, a, is perfect. But, I mean... 
I don't know if it's going to get separated, but I think it's it's a great recipe they have in Green Bay at the moment. Have you heard if, if uh, relations have gotten any better between Rodgers and Green Bay? Uh, I don't know. It's just because it's during the season, things don't seem to have been, you know, discussed as much, but I'm sure it's all closed behind closed doors. Aaron Rodgers seems like he holds a grudge forever. Yeah, I could see I could see him like still being mad at the 49ers for taking Alex Alex Smith. I could see him still being mad at like his high school coach because of something. Like he seems like he holds on to shit forever. Yeah, and he will just like be like condescending about it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, there was also the MVP writer ironically enough of Chicago said he wasn't going to vote for Aaron Rodgers because of like the stuff he does off the field. Okay, well then maybe he shouldn't have a vote. Like uh, I, I hate that. Like that's what's great Rogers, about sports. Is... Rogers called him a bum. Well, he is. If uh, like yeah, Rogers, he is. That's that's why like in hockey, like the best awards are the ones that like most points. There you go. No question about it. Like the the or like mm-hmm. you know the triple crown. Whoever leads the league and whatever, like those awards are legit because you don't vote on them based on outside politics. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. It's black and white. So when you see Yeah, that, yeah, I agree. It should come down to performance on the field. And, um, you know, if Rodgers doesn't win it, people are upset with it. Like, they're going to be just as upset when Brady wins it instead. Yeah. You know, I mean, those are the two best players in the NFL this year. We're also um, at a point in society where everybody has to be outraged, regardless of the outcome. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I mean, based off of what I've seen on the field, Aaron Rodgers is my pick for MVP. I think voting, you know, for not performance on the field, is something that's honestly it, it's disrespectful to the game. So you said that the other individual awards were closed out on FanDuel and other sports books. Yeah, it seems that way. But um, you know, if if I had to make the picks, I think they're. Rookie of the year to me set in stone. I think Jamar Chase absolutely is a rookie of the year. He deserves it. JP, even more deserving of it is Micah Parsons on the defensive side of the ball. Did they just do league offensive and defensive, or did they do AFC rookie of the year, D- NFC rookie of the year for like? No, did they do offensive? offensive and defensive for the whole league? Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, Jamar Chase and Micah Parsons. I feel like are walks. Yeah, I I agree with both of those. And they're both super impressive. Parsons has been super impressive on defense. You don't always see those defensive guys come in. I mean, you see some pass rushers come in and some defensive backs, but you don't see a ton of, like, linebackers come in and just destroy. He does it all. Yeah. He has 13 sacks, great coverage linebacker, making plays at all levels, you know, and blowing up the gaps in the run game. To me, he, he's a top five defensive player in football already. All right. And then Jamar Chase, obviously, having rookie wide receiving records. Yeah, it's crazy to see that him and Justin Jefferson are now one and two in receiving yards for a rookie. And I mean, they were Joe Burrow's two wide receivers in college. That's crazy. We were yeah. just talking about that <laughs> last week, but that, that LSU team is so talented. Yeah, I think it gets interesting around Coach of the Year because there's a lot of uh, mixed opinions on it. A lot of guys like uh, LaFleur and Vrabel and uh, definitely Zach Taylor, too, is a fair pick. But I think, in my opinion, uh, Rich Pascotta has got to be the head co- got to be Coach of the Year. Um, I, and it's, it's so crazy to think he may not even be coaching 
you know, next season. Yeah. But uh, I think just from the, where the Raiders have been all year and have gotten into the playoffs and a division with Mahomes, a division with, you know, a talented Denver team who's just a quarterback away and with Justin Herbert in the division, not to mention the rugs and Gruden issues. Um, they may not be a playoff to team today, if Gruden's there, I mean, they never had great success with him. And I think that, you know, if a new voice in there, I mean, they got into the playoffs despite everything that was held against them. I think that you have to give it to them. That's one of those awards where it's like, do we give it to the guy who did the best? Do we give it to the coach that got the most out of his team? He got the best record. Or is it, you know, a team that was garbage last year and then they brought him back? Or is it the tough situation like him in, in Las Vegas? Yeah, it's a tough award to give because there's no like clear boundary. Just like comeback player of the year, you don't know if you're giving it to someone who had a better year or someone who came back from a more serious injury or if it's, you know, someone who just fell off and came back. You know, there's never any consistency. I agree. That's one of those. And and that's why, like we were literally just saying with like some of these awards, when when it's not like based on something where you hit like the numbers – it's always up in the air. So the the, the voting records kind of uh, are are hard to go with because you kind of go with the whims of the writers. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. But I, I I like what Piscotti has done, and I mean he's got to be my pick. And then as far as like comeback player, that's tough too because I don't know if you have to Prescott who came off that injury and has had a great year, or do you give to Burrow who also came off and he or he came off knee injury. I think he's had a better year than Dak. I don't know if you give to Burrow because he had a better year or if you give to Dak for coming back from a more serious injury. Yeah, that's that's strange. Is it like because at that point, it's like you're not just ranking stats. You're also ranking the gruesomeness of the injury. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, I think Burrow, I, I would probably give the edge to Burrow at this point because he's just been phenomenal the past few weeks. And I've seen a little bit of inconsistency in Dak. Um, and I think he has a, much more talented surrounding cast across the defensive side of the ball in addition to his multiple Pro Bowl-level wide receivers and linemen and two quality running backs. Is this Burrow's second year? Uh, Yes. That was, It's just strange given the comeback player to somebody who like only played one year, though. Mm-hmm. But it seems like a lot of people are hammering on Burrow at the past couple weeks in terms of, you know, even MVP votes, he's actually third according to FanDuel at the moment to win distant third but hey his last couple weeks I mean were as as good as anyone's you know couple Mm -hmm. weeks in in this season you could do a co for Burrow and Dak I don't really like when they give out co but I could see where they could both get it and same with offensive player of the year Cooper Cup and Jonathan Taylor both are phenomenal picks for it but I, I would give the edge to Cooper Cup I think I think that one's hard I, I, Cooper Cup, hey, having the triple crown the is impressive. Yeah, Cup's playing in the playoffs, though, and Jonathan Taylor isn't. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, Cup almost set records. Um, Taylor, great year, but didn't set, you know, the rushing record. Um, and honestly, he's not even the best running back in his division if someone doesn't get hurt. Yeah, well, that, that one's interesting to see. You said, do they have odds on these? Or you, I mean, you said they were close, but I didn't know if you knew what the odds were on on some, any of these. A lot of these were locks, basically. Like, Micah Parsons was a lock by week six. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, some, some guys like that. Um, 
No, but like Matt Jones had uh, Chase beat for a little bit, and then Chase overcame him again towards the end. Yeah, um, that's the one I'm sensing. Um, in defensive player of the year, I, I, I have to give to TJ Watt. I heard you say Chase, and I just assumed you meant Chase Claypool. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know what? I uh, I have to give credit where credit is due. I uh, don't like Claypool, and I'm critical of him, and what he did in Minnesota was atrocious. But I did say. I would consider trading him if they miss the playoffs and he doesn't play well, or if he plays it, you know what he's been doing. Yeah, I'm gonna give him credit this week. He's uh, I don't like his history, and I want him to get better and make better choices. But I'm gonna take him out of my doghouse for the time mm-hmm. being because, quite frankly, Steelers do not win on Sunday without the way Chase Claypool played down the stretch. He had one hell of a block for uh, Najee when he took it to the edge down the sideline. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he did. Because of that, they got an extra six or so yards. Yeah, and he had clutch catches on the final, Um, you know, the last, throughout the fourth quarter, big-time catches. He he caught the um only touchdown for Pittsburgh on slant. Um, looked like Ben held on the ball too long, but he found Claypool. Um, you know, uh, going to the post, um, he did. He had uh, 11 yards of carry in the run game. Um, and that that block downfield is really the, the best play he made all season. That this is probably the the biggest Pittsburgh fan thing coming out though. When, when you notice the wide receivers blocking, like good old Hines. <laughs> That's everyone. Yeah, says. yeah. I mean, I, I'm not ready to put the whole theme or. Oh no, Hines but I'm words. saying like when, when you. <laughs> You know, growing up, I watched Heinz Ward play the whole time, and, like, he was a beast. He was a great blocker. I mean, that's what he's known for more than catching, and that's just something. Um, but, then, like, the, when you miss that, when you have guys who don't, and then you see that again, like, just that extra effort, that that makes a difference. Yeah, yeah. Um, for as much of as a diva that I say he's been all year, he, he really, you know, you know, stuck his nose into it this past week, and, you know, he played, he played himself a... The, the, the best game of his career, I think. What? Maybe not number-wise, but from what you saw on the football field in key moments, it's the best game he's had in his young career so far. But to quote Chase Claypool, it doesn't matter because he'll get clapped by the Chiefs next week. <laughs> I was going to say that. They, they are going to get clapped by the Chiefs. <laughs> and you know what? Browns would have clapped them too if they just would have had Keenum all year. Hey, man. Year. I, I I was gonna I was gonna post his victory. Just saying, he's one and zero this year, right? Yeah, two and zero in his history of Cleveland. Actually, Case Keenum's never lost mm-hmm. in Cleveland. I mean, yeah, it's um, it, it's been impressive. What can I say? Case Keenum, despite everything, you know, undefeated this year. That's one thing that Ben Roethlisberger can almost claim too is being undefeated in Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what it comes down to, too, is this, is that Cleveland, Odell Beckham was not the issue, or they thought Odell was the issue. Turns out Odell could have been the issue. Baker could have been the issue. But, hey, Keenum is not the issue. That's yeah. the issue right there. Is they're not playing the right guy. Maybe. Hey, I'm just saying, well, win's a win. Numbers speak for themselves. Yeah, Keenum doesn't have progressive commercials because he's too busy winning football games. What can I say? <laughs> or Hulu. <laughs> did, did, did Hulu just take uh, ads out on the most injury-prone players there are? They have Baker Mayfield and uh, Barkley. 
<laughs> it's like the college dream team of guys who just kind of like R- Reggie Bush is going to get in there if he could just hurt himself. They need to put JJ Watt on the next Hulu commercial. Yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah, JJ Watt won like Defense Player of the Year three times in four years or whatever, then never played again. Yeah, he's been on a roster. He just hasn't played. I'm interested to see how he does uh, uh, with Arizona this week. He he's someone you root. Cardinals are such an easy team to root for, in my opinion. Yeah, I, agree. I, I I would like to see them make a run at it. Um, but yeah. Um, Any uh, other? Uh, what do you have for defensive player of the year? I was gonna say uh, T.J. Watt's my pick because I did say T.J. Watt was the pick, and then we went off on Chase Claypool and other things. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, T.J. Watt is definitely the pick. He tied Strahan's record. He arguably arguably could have beaten it, depending on if you would have considered the one play a sack against Baltimore. It seemed like it was just as much of a sack as uh, Strahan's last sack. Yeah, I mean, I've seen that play go down as a sack before and not go down as a sack, and unfortunately, it just didn't go down as a sack that time. I think that they didn't give it as a sack because they didn't want that to be the sack, and then they were like, is that even a sack? And then they'd have them break the record. Right, but someone can intentionally mm-hmm. slide in front of you, and it's cool. Well, He also did it... In- he missed two games entirely and got taken out in the first quarter in two other games. So yeah. the record's TJ Watts. Yeah, but like I said, I like that is more impressive because the the percentage of like sacks per play is probably twice. But like being in there and like being consistent is part of it. So like I get that he has more sacks and less games, but like the fact that he missed some games it, I don't think should help him too too much. Yeah, that's fair. You, you do. The most important thing you can do is be available for your team. And right. Yeah, TJ Watt has missed too much time, in my opinion. I mean, I'm not taking anything away from him. When he's playing, he's the best player on the defense in the league. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. But, no, I, I do respect the idea because a lot of people are, like, generally take the opposite angle. It's like, well, he did less and he did more and less. But it's like, yeah, but you weren't available. Right. You know, like the Saquon Barkley thing, you know. He's good when he plays, just doesn't play very good. Or like Josh Gordon. Yeah. <laughs> or Christian McCaffrey, who's on yeah. the trade market. Christian know? McCaffrey, throw him on the Hulu commercials, yeah, too. Yeah, he, he'd be perfect. Co- college superstar who gets hurt in the NFL. Yeah. I, I saw something about him possibly going to Denver or something, and I think it's probably just a fan thing. But that would be cool to see Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey? Yeah. They, uh, that's, that's a bad fit. No, it was just cool seeing him in the Jersey that like his dad wore. Oh yeah. Yeah. That, that would be cool. Um, I'd, I'd like to see him in, uh, um, I'd like to see him in a Ravens Jersey because I would never see him in a Ravens Jersey. Yeah. He would never play (laughs) and the Ravens would waste a roster spot. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I know, Christian McCaffrey's one of those guys I think will be successful wherever he goes. I'm I'm interested to see. I was gonna say Buffalo because they need to run back, but if Chubb's available, I, I think Nick Chubb fits Buffalo better than Christian McCaffrey. I love Christian McCaffrey when he can be healthy. Like he is just such a he's explosive as shit. I think Carolina's a good fit for him if they would just find a better quarterback. Yeah. And you know. if he can stay healthy. I really do. I hope that's not defines his career. I'd like to see him with the Rams. Yeah, that would be cool. I'm a big fan of the Rams uniforms now because I wasn't a big fan when they brought them back. And now I like, I I love that they have the the yellow and blue kind of old school ones. 
yeah, but even like the font for their numbers. Oh right? yeah, I'm not a That's fan of that, different. but I am a fan of like I met their helmets. I should say. Yeah, yeah. As well, say to me, the jerseys are ugly, but I I do like the helmets. Yeah, I like that they they went back to that color scheme, like kind of the Kurt I, I Warner. Did, I was having a conversation the other day. I think arguably the coolest uniform in football right now could be the modern throwback that Miami wore this past week. Oh, I didn't see it. I don't think the, the, those are those are cool too. They, they get like the old logo and everything. They're they're among the best in the league. I always I always like I think the Eagles have a nice uniform because I just because we've talked about this on the show like which player kind of looked the coolest in the uniform, and I think Brian Dawkins is just like the coolest looking player yeah. in the uniform. Like his visor with number twenty is just sweet at safety. The visor just he was a badass. Uh, Vic always looked cool. He's like one of the most alpha males to ever play the game. He's he's an all time favorite of mine. Just it, it, he also was one of those guys that seemed to like always be like thirty three years old. Yeah, like he yeah. just seemed old always. But like Darren like, Sharper. Was, yeah, <laughs> but like he would hit people. Like he had the best pregame speeches if you look into it. Other than maybe Ray Lewis, um, you know what he would do in the past game as well as run support. I mean, Dawkins was just the, the, the it, it's one guy that I, I like everything about his game. Are you talking about the dolphins uniforms that have like the, the dolphin in the orange? Well, like the old school ones, like Marina wore. Yeah. Yeah. The, 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 but there's like a modernness to what they do now with it. Like it, it, it looks really sharp and really good. Yeah. I, I'm looking at a picture of Tua in one right now. Yeah, yeah it, those are those are sharp. It uh, is. It's like the same one, but it's sleeker. I think because the jerseys fit better. They're more like yeah. if you look at suits now versus suits, kind of like in the '90s, they were like squared off in the '90s, and now they're like more form-fitting suits. And that's kind of right, how right. I feel about the, the NFL uniform. Yeah, it's a shame that Brian Flores won't be, you know, wearing one of. Those I don't get that. Season. That was the dumbest decision made all off-season. They, didn't they, they went on the seven game winning streak with like a, a quarterback that hasn't been healthy? Yeah, and I, I don't think Tua is a great quarterback. I don't think their GM's a great GM, but I think he's a great coach. They were players seem to love playing for him. Um, and I, that's I one of those things. Like, like did, that's one of those he's things. Done so much with so little talent. Like, I, I, I don't know. And don't that's that's one of those things with so many coaches that I see when they fire people. Like. Are you just firing them to fire them, or do you have somebody better? Because, like, don't fire somebody if you don't have a better option. And right. I don't know that there's a coach coming out that they're – are they going to bring Jim Har- Harbaugh in? Right, and I, I don't think so. I heard that, that maybe they would, but I heard he's not – Miami's not going to pursue it. Um, do you see Jim I'm, Harbaugh coming back to the NFL? Uh, I, I don't know. I, I've heard all these mixed things that he wants to – or that – teams want him i just don't know if he wants to i I think he enjoys his time coaching college football yeah i'd love to have him back though i I think he's a great coach i like him at michigan and quite frankly i I would bring flores the black and gold so quickly as a dc if they take him well i mean it seems like tomlin was the defensive coordinator last week i don't know what's going on with uh butler yeah um yeah i don't Plus, it just seems like an upgrade. You know, for as critical as I, as a lot of people are of Tomlin, and he deserves to be criticized, but it's like what you said: if if you can him, do you really have a better replacement? And I think that, like, 
you know, I'd like to see Tomlin get some big names on his staff rather than just promoting within. I mean, do you Arians think? And, do you uh, think to, over there? Do you think Tomlin likes being like the 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 big dog and doesn't want anybody in there that would question kind of like Munchak? Uh, I don't know, maybe, but it seems like generally as an organization they promote from uh, within. Yeah, I don't know. Um. Yeah, but I, I think I would like to get some more. I mean, because they were way more effective when Haley was coaching the offense, even though Ben didn't really like them. But, you know, I'm sure Flores will get a co- coaching gig somewhere else. Um, But like I said, I, I think he's a phenomenal coach. And even if New England takes him back, like, that'd be smart. Yeah. Are there any other uh, season awards? Um, Off the top of my head, that's an MVP, comeback, coach, offense, defense, and then both rookies have you picked a walter payton man of the year yet uh i have no that's gonna be very tough it's probably <laughs> a top i i know that was co one year i'd probably give it to either in aaron Rodgers or antonio brown this year yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> that, I, I i heard so aaron can win an award for his performance on and off the field um i think he was a lock until ab straight <laughs> did a streak off the field I, I love that he was too hurt, but just, like, hopped off the field. <laughs> A.B. Is, is special, so we'll see what happens with him. Uh, hey, he, he should actually be a plus infinity to win man of the year. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Bengals should give you unlimited money forever <laughs> if you would say he would win. And if would. Yeah, if you bet anything, because there's no way. I'm not sure. Like, I don't really know any of the nominations. I'm assuming it's Cam Hayward for the Steelers since no one else does anything. I believe it is Cam Hayward. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. The, the, the only leader on that football team. I'd like to see Cam win just so Cam could get some national recognition because he's a beast and he does He deserves get... to be man of the year for putting up with everybody else on that roster <laughs> yeah. for, like, five years. Chase Claypool saying they need more music. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love Cam Hayward. I, I, I hope to see them. Uh, JP, I know you wanted to talk about Roethlisberger again, but let's save it uh, because this will probably be his last week. So we can talk about it after his season's done because we're already at an hour 10. All right, that's fair enough. Um, the number one moment from his career could be could be slow to come. We'll yeah. <laughs> what if Actually, he just runs up? What, what if he's been, like, faking the whole year and just, like, runs down the field Josh Allen style? Yeah, yeah, like Tomlin and Roethlisberger decided early in the year. It's like, <laughs> you're going to look like Peyton at the end of his career, and then when the playoffs hit, you're going to turn on the Jets. Yeah. It's just beat everybody. <laughs> that sounds like something Roethlisberger would do. I'm I'm excited. I I have I think the game will go one of two ways. Uh, it'll either be kind of... I think Chiefs will get out to a lead regardless, and they'll either blow them away and the Steelers won't be in it, like Cincinnati, where they seem like their heart's not in it, or they kind of keep it kind of close and then just don't come close. Like the fourth quarter, they just do something. I think their heart will be in it until they go down two scores. Yeah. Yeah, or something like that. Um, Yeah, I I don't really see this being very competitive. Yeah. and actually, the just so it's understood, the best Roethlisberger moment ever, number zero on the list, will be putting up with Antonio Brown throughout his career. <laughs> yeah. And Martavis Bryant and everybody else. Oh, yeah. The, the <laughs> whole squad. The whole squad. Um, but, JP, thank you. 
for taking the time. Uh, we'll we'll check in with you next week. We'll see how the picks turned out. We'll see if the Steelers are still playing. Um, but for everybody else, thank you for listening. Make sure you tune in to the regular Poor Man's Podcast. We had Jeff Fieldhouse on yesterday. Next week we have Corey Brennan, so definitely tune in to that. We have Iron City Paranormal coming on in a couple weeks. Andreas O'Rourke, so we have some really nice guests coming in. Uh, so definitely tune in to that. Uh, like us on Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff. JP, anything you want to end with? Um, well, well, let's uh, stairway to seven is not to get the seven seed. So let's actually go <laughs> out and win it. <laughs> it. Is it a successful season for the Steelers right now? Just because they made the playoffs? Yes or no? Uh, I, I would say yes, because I had them as like a 500 team, but. Hey, they were above it and made the playoffs. I was not expecting a playoff spot, so I'm going to consider it a successful season. I agree, and we'll end it on that. JP, thank you again. Uh, Everybody tune in next week, and uh, go back, listen to any episodes you may have missed. Uh, Go through the website. Go through the link tree to get through the website, through the pictures, videos, all that fun stuff. But uh, (laughs) thank you all for listening and for JP. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. We hope you had a good time. If you did, be sure to subscribe to the show to catch the latest episodes and share with your friends. We can't promise not to embarrass you. And if you just can't get enough, follow us on Instagram at Poor Man's Podcast 412, Twitter at Poor Man's Pod 412, and Facebook. This is Pittsburgh's own Poor Man's Podcast signing off. See you next week. Play to win the game. Winning.